The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Hey, hey, you're not seeing double. We're doing another broadcast. You're watching Splash Pages powered by the Dorkening Podcast Network. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard. And uh, as always, Velvet Joker, how's it going, my friend? It's going great. Great. Glad to be here tonight. Yeah. Talking about classic movie monsters of our youth. Oh, and we can see you a lot better and hear you a lot better. What's what's going on? Yeah, well, before we were doing it all off my phone, and now we got a laptop. What? So happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Drew, my friend, how's it going? Oh, it's good. I'm really glad to be here. Uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Amazing. Love this. And... um Groovy. Hey, groovy. Nice. Groovy. Uh, and uh, Chris, my friend, how's it going, my friend? And I said friend twice. I'm tired. <laughs> Double friend. Fantastic, Leo. Uh, 
can't wait to talk about this six issue miniseries from what mid 2000s uh yeah 2007 through 2008 and uh i apologize uh, mm-hmm. i my, my it's been a long week and it's only tuesday my brain is mush uh but i'm just gonna you know since we have six issues to go by you know i'm gonna do a mini sophia so picture it sicily 2007 2008 uh all the stuff we care about best movies for 2007 uh spider-man 3 shrek the ah, third ah. uh oh fuck. <laughs> Okay, so Spider-Man 3 made 40, uh, what was it, 336 million. Shrek the third made 322 million. It's not Trans- a billion. A oh, billion? <laughs> it's not a billion. Oh, it's not a billion. No. Uh, Transformers was, uh, they're all around 300 million. Pirates of the Caribbean, Harry Potter, uh, 2008, uh, because this also came out in 2008. Uh, the Dark Knight, here we go. Iron Man, yeah. Indiana Jones, and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, Hancock and Wally. Oh, the Dark Knight came out two thousand. Yeah, the Dark Knight came out two thousand eight, but Spider Man three came out two thousand seven. So yeah. what I'm hearing is there were things that that lift us lift us up, but there were also things that let us down. Yes, right. Well yep. said. Now a lot of people didn't like Hancock, but I liked Hancock very much. Yeah, yeah. and two thousand eight was the start of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, Incredible Hulk was number 14 on the list, uh, right after uh, Mamma Mia and the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Yeah. Mamma Mia. (laughs) Chronicles Uh, of Narnia. Holy crap, and Tropic Thunder is number 19. Yes. Love that movie. Um, it, it It was a good time. But also, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, around that time, we're seeing more and more of the horror remakes that are really kind of cropping up, you know, it started off slow and then it started really picking up and a good majority of those went to the bargain bin where they belong. Yeah. Um, uh, the mummy was that year. Are you sure? The, you, no. Uh, the mummy tomb of the dragon. Okay. The third mummy movie then uh, the shitty. Uh, oh, okay. I was going to say like, I know I, I was like the Tom Cruise one, like, the one where we wasted no, that was a really, ten years I, later in twenty seventeen. Oh, uh, okay. I was like the one where we wasted a really good mummy in a really awful movie. Um, yeah, it's funny when I had Jason Blum on my show, he said that he would love to do a mummy movie, but he's really going to distance himself from that twenty seventeen movie before he puts a mummy movie in theaters with his studio's logo attached to it. I, I, I still remember that the funniest thing was when they had the the trailer, and the only thing that you could hear was the Tom Cruise, you know. <laughs> You know, oh, is that the music? Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was that was, and, and then that got memed everywhere because the internet just takes something you love and will beat you with it, like Jason oh, yeah. sleeping bag. Oh. <laughs> uh, just real quick, uh, top comics of uh, 2007, 2008. Uh, so 2007 top comics sold uh, was Captain America: Civil War uh, number seven, Civil yeah. War number six, mm-hmm. Thor number one. Okay. And uh, Dark Tower Gunslinger Born, number one. Uh, in 2008, the top five uh, comics sold. It was all Secret Invasion, one through five. It was a good series. Yeah. It only got stopped by Uncanny X-Men for number seven. Uh, Uncanny X-Men, number 500. Oh. Okay. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when they moved to San Francisco. No, all I've read all of those except the gunslinger one. Not saying I don't love that, but still. Um, good times. Good times. for yeah, so, so yeah, that's 2007, 2008. Uh, Drew, why don't you tell us about this comic? I will, but I first need to ask everybody. I, Leo, no, 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 don't focus on me. Oh, no, this is the you know, okay. Um, I have to ask before we start who was everybody rooting for in this fight? Because I have to be honest with you, I was split between rooting for Jason and rooting for Ash. Oh, like, Ash, all the way from me. Ash, Freddie, Freddie. So, yeah, there's always that one guy. Yeah, <laughs> rooting for Freddy's like rooting for a Catholic priest. God, like in that in that first movie, Nightmare on Elm Street, he has this thing where he takes a meatball off a pizza and he goes, "Oh, Rick, what a meatball!" And I'm pretty sure that is uh, Johnny Depp. He was the meatball. Yeah, everyone saw the new Freddy, mo- the new Jason movie in theaters this past weekend, right? Halloween Kills, starring Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what that was. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> And, and, and it's also funny because I will always say that Freddy vs. Jason is one of my favorites, simply because it was never winning any awards. It's just a fun, dumb movie. Like, like it 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 really does follow the the formula of a slasher film pretty easily. A lot of lot of death, big amounts of blood, characters that are just so dumb that you're like, I know you're gonna die, and I'm excited. Um, and then the big fights, you know, and I don't know which one I love more. It's when they're, they're in the dream or when they're at Camp Crystal Lake and like, they are going at each other. Like, oh my God. Like it was like that to me, I was more satisfied with that than waiting almost two hours just for Batman and Superman to spend 10 minutes fighting. Freddy versus Jason's, you know, Kane Hodder's favorite movie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get into that in a minute um so so i guess before we're gonna start um when i heard that there was a sequel because they they were planning an original as and chris you know i'm sure you know this and i'm sure you two above me know this as well that they were planning the sequel with ash and they yeah. were they were gonna have bruce campbell in but negotiations fell through because I, I don't know if it was Raimi or Bruce Campbell who would have of course equal say in the in the character that they wanted Ash to win and of course horror movies don't really like contesting a clear victory even with Freddy vs. Jason personally I feel that Jason clearly won but of course at the end you see Freddy doing the wink because you know we can't just let one person die or win um so the, the negotiations documentary and the Freddie documentary, by the way, go into great detail with the interviews with Jeff Katz, who was the writer of the comic book, who was the mm-hmm. guy at New Line that got Freddy versus Jason done finally after 14 years and 17 goddamn scripts. Yeah. I'm sorry, not 14 years, 10, 10 years and 17 goddamn scripts to get Freddy mm-hmm. versus Jason made. Uh, then he wanted to do Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Right, but as you said, the negotiations fell through. Sam Raimi kind of pulled out of it. Sam Raimi was getting a little high in his uh, credibility because he had just come off the success of Spider-Man Two, mm-hmm. so he was a hot commodity, and he does own the rights to uh, Ash and the Evil Dead. That's he he might not own his movies, but just like you know, Kevin Smith owns Jay and Silent Bob. Right, he he's got say on whether or not he you know that will ever actually happen, and it 
unfortunately didn't happen but jeff went to wildstorm with this comic book yeah exactly and and it's pretty great because especially he has james Corrick, who's the art who's the writer who's done a lot of horror comics he did mm-hmm. he did army of darkness and one of my favorite uh, arcs which is ashes to ashes he did no he didn't do that that was nick Barcel. but he did hail to the king he did the crossovers reanimator so he clearly knows his horror and he also did work with um the hatchet series there was a hatchet comic series in around 2011 i would say 17 that was tied yeah. into the film um so he knows his horror so to have him there was great and then you had jason craig who I admittedly have never seen before, um, really had that uh, great aesthetic for Jason and Freddie and whatnot. Like, I love the artwork in this. Um, but yeah, so the synopsis is fairly simple, everybody. If you've watched Freddie versus Jason, great. You're going to love this. If you haven't, you can still read the comic. That's important. This takes place five years after the events of Freddie versus Jason. Um, which would make it then 16 years after Army um, Army of Darkness. You have the Springwood Slasher, a.k.a. Freddy Krueger, or as Ash puts it, the guy wearing a horrible Bing Crosby sweater, um, is, is still alive because, of course, Freddy can never die. Uh, but he's trapped in Jason's brain. So in order to get out, he basically sends Jason on a mission to get the Necronomicon, which is, of course, at his mom's old house. But, of course, with an Economicon, we're going to get Ashley J. Williams from Housewares because, of course, there's an S-Mart now where Camp Crystal Lake was, uh, bringing forth a huge conflict that that literally essentially ties in Evil Dead, our, um, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street all in one collective universe for one big freaking battle that is just fucking fun so let's talk about it guys cool ash has the best lines in the entire comic book he totally does i will give him that um also freddie had some good ones too i don't know i think ash just has like the better written ones that they decided to give to him because they were really loving the fact that this could have been a film and bruce delivering these lines would have been great whereas robert delivering them would have gone back to that Freddy. A lot of people don't honestly really like the, the, the monologuing the Freddy. They they want the horror Freddy. And in Freddy versus Jason, we did get the horror Freddy. But there's a great line. Ash says that the uh, Jason was beaten with the ugly stick instead of the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like for for instance, which is great is like, uh, and this is a testament to to Jason Craig. We just got a summary of the movie in just one oversized splash page. Um, oh, that's t- that's the name of the show. Um, sorry, couldn't help myself. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got that. And it's great and beautiful. And God, Pamela Voorhees, that face. Um, but the, the great thing is that you have here in the beginning, you have Will and Lori, who are the film's only survivors, come back. And it's a classic horror mistake, which I don't ever really understand. Like, you beat evil shouldn't you stay away like yes ash has always been i'm kind of stuck in a loop because this is my destiny but you got away why are you coming back and oh oh you know uh we 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 beat them i don't think they're dead but don't worry our love will protect us bitch please he's got a machete 
She thought she was uh, the chosen one. She was mistaken. I I, I guess so. Um, so she, I just she was uh, she was ready to bet on red again. I guess so. What I also find funny is I didn't realize is that that Jason Ritter, who was Will, is is um, uh, John Ritter's son, and I I I have no idea how that completely went right over my my head. Um, I feel like it's like it's the seven degrees of horror because then I'm thinking John Ritter, who was also in the Tim Curry uh, it, and I'm just like I can't. I was like, yeah, I really let's not forget it. Hero at Large. That's true. And um, wasn't there a, a one movie where they were stuck in a TV as well? Yeah, uh, uh, Remote Control. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great movie, but. So, you know, what I love is that you basically dispose of the... And it's in true horror fashion, because I, I think they did something like that in Nightmare 4, where you saw characters who survived and ended up getting killed by Freddy. So we're following people who, again, they know the genre, they know the tropes, they play with them, but it's still different. Like, you know, Lori was sympathetic to Jason. You know what I mean? And here... She's forgotten everything and is just like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to cut him up with a buzzsaw, you know? And I'm just like, like who just leaves their tools like this? Like, I'm just saying, this is just horrible construction work. Like who just like, you know, I'm just going to leave the shed unlocked, you know, just let anybody come in, play with the buzzsaw and everything. Oh, it is out in the Yeah. You know, but then I was like, it's Camp Crystal Lake. I was like, yeah, nobody cares. It's it's a land of no logic, um, but this is like what the first seven pages we already have two kills like that. Yeah, oh, pretty, pretty gruesome ones too. Yeah, and then over on the right, the ch -ch -ch. <laughs> when I first saw that open in the comic, and again this this was a new read for me. You guys have read this. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, no, did they really? And then halfway through the like series, I was like, okay, I feel this. I need this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Like, and it's, and, and I agree with Chris. I agree with you. Like I heard Bruce's voice reading the narration and I was like, yeah, cause it would have, it, it really did that, that army of darkness narration style. I was like, yeah, that does make it a little better versus, you know, if Freddie was doing his Freddie versus Jason, like, you know, uh, what, how would he say it? Like, um, but I got out but they forgot about me. I'm just like, okay, yeah, no, this, this doesn't have the same gravitas as Ash just calling everybody out. Um, Do you think the worst thing in the whole comic book is, J is Freddie having sex with Jason's mom? I mean, we didn't need that. Uh, no, we, didn't. We, we, we really didn't. I was just like, oh boy. Oh, oh my, you know. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you get Lori gone like, like that. And then another great thing is we we see something that I don't think we've seen since Friday part two. We see the house with the shrine. Yeah. That's you know? only a Friday part two thing. People kept saying, oh, it was another film. It's like, no, it really wasn't. Exactly. And it's funny because I've had that conversation with some other horror fans because some people would say that the house that was in the dream in Freddy vs. Jason is the same. It's like, no, it's not the same place. No. The House of Jason will never appear again for whatever reason. And I've watched two and three several times. And I've listened to the commentary. And they never, ever talk about why the hell was the house not reused for three. 
you know, was it destroyed because it was just this ranchack looking set or whatever? You know, it is a, it is a, it's not a set. It, it was a, it was actually a shack in the woods, but the way it looked, a, probably a, you know, a storm came through New Jersey, knocked it right over, and that was the end of it. Right. I just assume, but nobody ever talks about it. Even Amy Steele met Amy Steele at conventions a couple times. And I asked her, do you know why they never used it in part three? Because I know she was going to be back in part three, but they decided not to. And she was like, I have been asked that so many times. And I, I've never, I've never known. And uh, I don't remember who the director of part three was. So, um, yeah. But, um, and then. By the way, Friday the 13th on the new episodes of uh, the movies that made us. Yes, it is. And I, and I. And the Nightmare, I, on, Elm Street, and the Nightmare on Elm Street, by the way. Oh, wow. I just. Yes, I just watched. All, I've just I've watched all three of them, guys, and all of our viewers. Everyone, movies that made us. This is seasonal. Please watch it. You will appreciate all of these movies so much, especially the people that made them. Because goddamn, against all odds, magic happened, and it was. What I don't understand though about the movies that made us. This is a real side tangent. Is why the hell coming to America is included with uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Aliens, Halloween, and RoboCop. Coming to America in that group doesn't make any sense. It's like, guys, you should have done like Evil Dead, you know, or Poltergeist or something. You're doing all these horror movies or in one sci-fi action-packed movie. RoboCop can fit in those films perfectly, but coming to America, I think. I, yeah. I need to ask, and and I haven't seen the latest set yet. Is uh, did they did they bring back the the narrator? Yeah, yeah. I, because they changed narrators for like the Back to the Future one. Just yeah. the Back to the Future episode. Well, well, that 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 uh that batch of movies. It was like three or something like that that came out with Back to the Future. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, that's some, season, some season British two. guy. Interesting. All yeah. right. Oh, I didn't. Uh, yeah, no, it, he sounds American in this. So yeah. wants to be the original guy. So, you know, so again, like, you know, again, and that's just back to this, like, you see the tropes and it's just so great. Like that, that, the attention to detail. And then, of course, you know, I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. So just to see this dumbass Jack Napery for all these people, I was like, I was like, it's just like watching horror. It was like, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. Like I couldn't wait for this manager to die. I was like, oh, oh yeah, the manager. You felt it instantly yeah. the moment he was on the first panel. You're like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. yeah, yeah. Ash's lines were the best for him. <laughs> so he's just right now. This thing, yep, and a needle dick with a with a clipboard, priceless. Um, <laughs> you know, and then like this here, like this is the, the thing I love about this is that it's so well paced. Like Chris, I agree with you. If this was adapted, it wouldn't be too difficult to do because it's it's got that nice cinematic feel. Um, you know. No, and, then, and, and uh, Bruce Campbell talked about this at Rock and Chalk as well when he was oh, here okay. for the final Rock and Chalk, talking about the Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Oh, nice. But and he would have loved to have done it, and you know, and, and of course, years later, we would get three seasons of an Ash TV show, uh, which was nice. And then Great. next year we're supposed to be getting Army of Dark. Uh, I'm sorry, we're supposed to be getting uh, Rise of the Evil Dead. Sweet, but yeah, I, I I could have done without this. I mean, especially like I was like it was like why 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 does Miss Voorhees clearly have like a C cup? Like I did did not need that. Yeah, and that I, was yeah. So let's just keep going. Let's just Leo just <laughs> yeah. So 
get off yeah. that page with the C cups. <laughs> exactly. And then we have Ash. And I'm like, yes. You know, like such good setup. But of course, and then we have, move over to some D cups in the next issue. Oh, I hate, wait, I'm sorry. I, hate, I, I hate you so much. Keep going. Next. Um, but also, can we just give credit that while I'm a so so fan of, of J. Scott Campbell at times, these covers that he did were just fucking great. But, the three connecting totally. ones. Although, oh, yeah, I did, you have Eric Powell of the Goon fame doing the rest of them. Yeah, that was just as great, too. So I was like, wow, you have, you have J. Scott and then you have Eric Powell. You know who the true horror look. I was like, perfect. Um, Are there alternate covers, or they're just the one cover, with the exception of the first one, which has the three interlocking covers? I think it's just the first two. So I think it's the three interlocking covers, and then it's uh, the the alternates. Mm-hmm. Um, again, for me, it was just I bought whatever was there. I didn't really. This, I wasn't. This is a good time for Wildstorm because they had just published a Freddy, Jason, and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, like series of comics. They only did mm-hmm. like six or uh, 12 issues per, per each character. And now we seem to be in a return to Warner Brothers doing horror again because they just finished The Conjuring uh, mm-hmm. miniseries. Well, I, I think that that itself, and I think you guys might agree with me, it's just, a, it's just, it's just like horror movies. There's an oversaturation and then you get too much, they don't sell. So then you take that break. And then when it's like horror comes back, literally like the evil, um, they're like, okay, we, we, we can we can go back in the water. I was like, yeah, you know, why not? We've seen Jaws. Water's safe for at least 20 minutes. Jaws, you know? the comic book coming soon. I, I hate you both. Um, and then... Uh, just, just real quick, Conjuring the miniseries, a comic? Yeah. yeah. Leo, do you go to the comic book store? He doesn't. I have, I, I, I have a poll list that I need to go pick up, but yeah, I haven't oh, been... Okay, so yeah, there is a prequel comic book series to the last film uh it's the conjuring uh i i forgot the subtitle but it's basically long story short is about a girl goes to college she's a loner she doesn't have any friends she's a closet lesbian a ghost is like hey you're always going to be this like you know person nobody wants because you're gay and you should kill yourself and kill people and it makes her go schizo and I guess this is one of the Conjuring stories. The backup in every issue is a Conjuring uh, room antique, like one of the objects they would capture. So an origin story about that. Tim Seeley uh, did one about the uh, the monkey that claps its hands together. All oh, the covers, yeah. by the way, are by a guy Drew and I interviewed, which we tried to do on Splash Pages, uh, Bill Sinkenovich. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. This is part good. of a new line of horror comics separate from Black Label. Which is doing horror comics already. So in this is this is Warner horror, DC horror, but they're gonna tie into media properties. Except for the mm-hmm. second one isn't. It's its own standalone thing of no media right. tie-in. But they're right. apparently also doing a paranormal activity or whatever Warner Brothers happens to own for horror. Because Warner Brothers doesn't own a lot of various horror stuff as much as they used to. Because uh, Freddie is now back with the uh, the West Craven family, and they're not doing anything with him right now they're not like taking offers or interests to stuff they own freddy that's it mm. that's it's over jason he's in freaking litigation hell because daddies can't get along and share him yeah. uh and uh the texas chainsaw massacre is with somebody else again so i don't know what properties in of horror warner brothers own these days yeah except for the conjuring see kids that's the one evil that true evil can't fight litigation and yeah. copyrights. Yeah. But, Actually, I forgot. Victor Miller did win the lawsuit. That was announced. 
Oh, he did? Oh. Yeah. That's funny. So I think it's over. I think it's finally over. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so you have Ash, you know, being Ash. Um, I feel like at some point I want us to all say what our favorite kills are. I, 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 this one was just, again, it's just the third page and we already see Jason just, I'm just like, yeah, I was like, with his strength, I was like, yes, we are just playthings. You know? I mean, obviously for me, that'll be second breakfast. Ooh, what was that? Was our fan? I knew it. Um, that was our fan. No, that was my. That was someone sending me a voice text. Oh, okay. nice. Second. Uh, yes, that's Lord of the Rings. Second breakfast. Thank you. Yes. Um, yes, that is what. Yes, she calls. Uh, second. Yes. Moving on. Moving on. So you have that, um, and then we have the one thing that I have never liked of the Friday the Thirteenth trilogy is that one anytime time. there's a police officer. They do nothing. Stupid. They and everything is. Oh well, we don't like outsiders. They always happen to be there at the wrong time. And Jason Voorhees has killed so many people, but he's not real. It's just some masked idiot. And I'm just like, or, and I'm like just like, idiot you know, deputy, the original neighbor in Elm Street is just like, uh, you know, everything will be okay. And 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 Nancy is screaming, "Get my father, you fucking idiot!" Or "You son of a bitch!" Whatever she she swears at him, or whatever. And he's like, mm. "Oh, maybe I should get the sheriff." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like like useless. Like yeah, up. like like dad is it's like, like real life. The only good cop <laughs> in, the night, in, in the Nightmare uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the Thirteenth movie seems to have been Nancy's dad because he was responsible for freaking Freddy's death to begin with. So right. he is all into that like Legend of Freddy shit, like before mm -hmm. he heard even drunk ass mother he didn't even accept it. Yeah, but with with Jason, I was just like uh, the the second that like even even like the one where he's just ripping through. Um, Oh yeah, it's true. Event Horizon, right? Um, but even even when he's just ripping through a police station, I'm just like, all right. I was like, yep, <laughs> that's just some crazy, super strong, supernatural idiot. I was like, yep. Um, you know, and then it's, it's just so funny seeing Ash, and then you're like, he really is like a kind of an old man, you know, teaming up with kids, and you're like, yeah, he's not a spring chicken anymore. Like, this guy's getting old, and you're like. Oh my God! What? Like it? It I made me question my mortality, gentlemen. You know they do address something great in the series, but the fact that that uh, you know, Jason is a walking corpse, and at some point the meat just starts falling apart. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it's inevitable. I mean, especially he's in water. Like water would wear him down. Like, right? Like, um. But I have to be honest with you, like this scene of him sitting with Freddie as a kid, like creeped me out a little. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Jason's real form. Like, yeah, he's a really deformed child. Um, which, you know, it's fine. And it's funny because Tom Savini in the movies that made us, they addressed that that he knew somebody um, when he based the look of, of Jason, you know, popping out and whatnot. He knew someone who had like that inverted eyebrows. So really? like, with, yeah, he well, not the eyebrows, but the eyes. The way Jason's eyes are, he knew somebody like that, so that's what he based some of it on. And they right, because Betsy Palmer didn't understand what the hell a mongoloid was. She was like, "A what?" <laughs> well, you know, it's, but I I know this is totally totally wrong. But uh, in grade school, uh, there was this uh, one kid, and unfortunately, his 
parents didn't treat him well, and his father shaved off his eyebrows for punishment. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I mean, he, he had the, the funky looking bulges oh. above his yeah. I, oh, I'm, 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 poor I'm, guy I'm didn't never... have enough problems and he had to have no yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. 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 He couldn't, he, he just looked surprised the whole time. You couldn't even tell. Parenting uh, punishments were very different back in our day. <laughs> yep. So, you know, what I, especially what I like is that, uh, is that Freddie claims like he's, he's trying to help Jason, but it's <laughs> just a manipulation. But again, Jason is just apparently too dumb to kind of realize. Um, you know, the biggest like, problem in this story, by the way, is Freddie. He's he's written too ridiculous. He's written like they ham the hell out of him in this entire story. This one and the sequel. It's it's some of the worst Freddie writing ever. I Ash is on par. Jason is not hard to write. He just doesn't talk. It's like writing Snake Eyes. You just don't write Snake Eyes to talk. Ash right. is as jackassy as he is in the show or the movies. Right. But Freddie is this. Freddy is the Freddy from the, the, the Freddy's Dead, where it was just ridiculous. Now I'm playing with power. Oh! Yeah, yeah it really but... bothered me that um, the only sort of burn that he could get going at um, Jason was he just be like, oh, and your, your rotted brain. And like every other word was like, oh, your rotted brain or your d- diminutive brain. And I'm like, come yeah, on, bro. Yeah, is, that, it, it was, is that all you got? Dependent. Well, yeah, because he was short. So, you know, he's got to compensate for something. Um, you know, uh the but this also this is definitely one of my like top three favorite kills like he just slaughters the fuck out of these carolers and you're like god damn like oh yeah the three heads on the ground it was very cool yeah, yeah there it is yeah I, a little, I, really over the top ridiculous yeah exactly I don't think any of the nightmare any of the friday the 13th movies until we got to jason in space which then is copied and Jason goes to hell. I mean, sorry, not Jason goes to hell. Uh, Freddy versus Jason. You mm-hmm. look at the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Yeah, Jason does kill people, but they're they're still on the lines of like Michael Myers. It's like mm-hmm. in the later entries, like um, maybe Jason takes Manhattan and and, and in uh-huh. space. It, it's it's just over the top brutality just to get seats, butts and seats in the theaters. Right. Totally was that the Buster Rhymes one? No, Buster Rhymes was only ever in the shitty ass Halloween Resurrection, which we will never speak of again. Thank you very much. Um, that has been completely retconned, destroyed. And in my opinion, that mm. series ended with H2O when she chopped his head off. Goodbye, the end. Cue Rob Zombie's remakes. <laughs> Dear God. Um, um, right. So moving on. Dead girl. And then. Sorry. Of course, you have Ash being Ash is always a sucker for a pretty face, and then he gets played. Um, that, this entire car, I was like, you're all dead. Especially the jackass behind the wheel. I was like, oh, you are one of those where it's a pleasure to watch you die, sir. Um, also, this thing with Ash beginning this like womanizer, chasing anything you know with a skirt on attitude, watch Evil Dead. He has a girlfriend. Watch Evil Dead 2. He has a girlfriend and pretty much ignores the new woman who shows up in the movie. Evil right. uh, Army of Darkness? Yeah, it's the princess. Why, why wouldn't he go after the princess? But right. this whole, like, Ash is a womanizer, will fuck anything, you know, with, with, with tits attitude is more the television show, but this came out way before the TV series did. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the TV series definitely copied a lot of Ash's, like, womanizing, I gotta fuck everything that moves attitude like he's jay from jay and silent bob 
because yeah. in none of the movies is he like this horn dog. You know, he's not like banging chicks left and right. Again, he's got two solid girlfriends. And whether you count the Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 being in the same continuity or not is irrelevant. The TV series says they're the same continuity, by the way. Just a time shift happened. Um, he, it, it, he's not he's not Don Juan. Like, you know, he's not a, 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 tom, a what's the word? A Tomcat. Right. But this series and all, all of the Army of Darkness comic books from Dynamite, he is just like horny as fuck. Yeah. Totally. And they did that in the TV series a lot. I mean, he was banging chicks left and right on that TV show. He wasn't trying to get into Kelly's pants, which was the main female character. Well, you know, sex sells, so. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed it does. But uh, <laughs> moving on, and then you have just of course, we, we go back to the old Voorhees house. This I loved. This little nod to, to Evil Dead was just, it's always the fruit cellar. Why is it always the rotted part of the fruit cellar? And then just while he's doing this, he just again, Jason with the brutal kills, which is what we've come to expect. Um, you know, like, God damn. Man. Ash in a uh, leather jacket, too, by the way, kicks ass. Oh, absolutely. Like, I was like, that is a great new edition like that's a good look it's that you know the blue shirt and the you know the right his, his traditional blue shirt and then he's got his chainsaw he looks like a badass in the black leather jacket yeah it's, it's a it's a, it's a we've never one. seen that in the movies or the or the tv show <laughs> you know i would love to see that at a convention i like not that i don't love army of darkness ash or even evil dead 2 or i mean i've never seen evil dead ash because he's kind of a he's kind of a wuss in the first one let's be honest here yeah, he's um, as much as what's in the TV show. He was constantly like a uh, Scooby Doo kind of character. Yeah, but it still was great. Um, but yeah, this is the first time he's facing Jason, and I just love that he's just like, again, he's so used to blowing away deadites with you know one big shot of a uh, of that, and he's like, ah, shit, this didn't work. He just runs to the car, and the car isn't working, and you got that little S Mart keychain on there you know it was just like like ash is just perpetually surviving an oh shit moment every time um oh shit what are we gonna do now <laughs> yeah exactly and then it just, just look at jason just ch -ch -ch. so uh, I, I was just gonna say i i love how they also uh acknowledged um army of darkness yeah uh, yeah that doesn't well really they, here's the thing they're only allowed to are okay so wild storms um this is a notice the other company below is dynamite dynamite has okay. the right to produce army of darkness comic books they don't have the oh, rights to produce okay. evil dead comics the evil dead comics are with a different copyright the reason why is army of darkness is from universal studios uh, evil dead is whoever happens to have the rights these days you know owns the rights these days i don't know who it is so there is a big disconnect and it's always going to be army of darkness references and since Army of Darkness does include the origin of the Evil Dead, they can reference it. But we're not going to be mentioning like Linda or you know the all that other stuff that happened or whatever. All those other characters. It's going to be Army of Darkness, Army of Darkness, and that's why a lot of these comics are called Army of Darkness versus the Marvel Zombies or Army of Darkness versus Xena, which they've done. They reveal that Telekis is uh, the ancestor of Ash in that comic book. Telekis was the thief played by Bruce Campbell. But this was the one of the rare times they could actually just use Ash. That was okay. That was a like that was a license thing. Otherwise, it would have been called Freddy versus Jason versus Army of Darkness. 
Good to know. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Chris. Um, so and then we're moving on to, you know, now this. Um, and I was just like, oh, not the car, Jason. Not the car. You know, the 1973 Oldsmobile. I was like, oh, man. You know, but. Well, it's so it'll, funny. It'll, it'll show up in another movie somewhere. I, I know. But it's also so funny because I felt like Jason throwing the machete was very much kind of like a nod to the 3D. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Friday 13. Yeah. You that know, car so, show up in uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange could here you go. But it just, that car and driving it. <laughs> you know, just like you're seeing that, and I'm just like, you know, just imagine someone to be like, nope. Um, and it, it was just again so amusing that yet again Ash escapes. He's got the book. He has no idea what the. I was like, by now he's like a timeshare in three dimensions. I think he made that joke in the book, which I love. Um, they get saved by the the kind of female assistant of course kind of um, yeah uh you know and then like again and I, I do agree i think was it rich you were saying rich or chris like like freddie was going a little too hard on jason like everything is like this like you're so dumb like what is so difficult like you know cutting the poor kid's head up it's like oh there's so much space in here i could probably put a hot tub and i'm just like <laughs> And I was like, yes, because clearly you're winning beauty contests, Mr. Kruger. Um, and then it's just it's funny because Jason literally is a juggernaut. You just point him and just say, go. And just, just you're like, eh, no, it's it's on him. Like, it's it's basically the formula for Freddy versus Jason. It was just, I, I, I can't do this, so I'm going to have you do my dirty work for me. And then I'll, I'll reap the benefit later, you know? And then we have, of course, the obligatory, hey, we're all getting stoned in a van. I'm like, yep, because what year is it? Um, uh, then, 2000, this is still going to be set in 2003 because that's when the movie came out. Right. Well, that's, yeah, it's the thing. This, I have to be honest with you, this scene that came out, first things first, I love this, like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm the alpha male. No, I'm the alpha male. And then just, all right, can you guys just chill? Like, there's some real crazy shit out here. This is one of my favorite moments. When Jason just goes ham on just some random S mark shoppers, like oh, I could use some ham. Mm. Um, like for me, especially because it just started with this woman, this just plump lady who's just like she just screams his name and she just gets decapitated for it. Like, like I'm sorry if that was me, I'm like, okay, we need to leave. That is that is that is a zombie. <laughs> the need to kill. Oh my god, that was that that had me. What not me? The, the shopping cart? The shopping cart, yeah. Yeah, turning the guy into spaghetti. I was like, wow. I also will not say lie. Anytime I'm in a department store and I see those little hangers for like toys and stuff with the plastics, I'm like, you could kill somebody with this if you had enough brute force. And I was like, I gotta stop watching. I gotta stop applying horror comics to real life. It is just a depressing <laughs> thing. Um, like look at that. He just, you know, he just I'm like, oh, God. and the, the sound effects too, like the the clip, you can actually feel the plastic, like I'm like, oh my God, why? It's beautiful, but so beautiful. It is. And then I'm sorry. And then when he kills the manager, just with his fucking clipboard, I was like, I was like, this, like, I know this isn't a movie, but boy, these kills are just fantastic. Like, come on. 
like I thought the way he killed the the manager was like one of my favorite kills from Freddy vs. Jason when he just the guy's poking him and he just <laughs> my favorite Jason deaths like ever because it's so subtle. Um, Jason has a you you, you, tra you, you trailed off, Chris. No, I, I was gonna say that um, writing writing a Jason comic book, like I said, writing Jason obviously can be easy, but you really got to pump up the dialogue around everyone else around him. I mean, it's like writing a Godzilla comic book, which I those I don't know if those are successful or not. IDW keeps pumping them out. Um, but they are a lot of chatter and then panels upon panels of just like, you're just flipping pages looking at art of like Godzilla smashing a monster, you know, and then go back to the humans to talk. It's not like the Transformers who are intelligent and can have conversations. Uh, but with Jason, it's it's really, the comics are always just about everyone else but Jason and Jason just comes in and kills them after getting to know him for like a panel or two. Oh, yeah. Um, also, it's funny because I was, I was, I was, reading this now and i felt like kind of like how i felt when i was watching um kong versus godzilla and and i was just like you know what in the first battle very clearly kong is winning uh like godzilla won the first battle and then kong came back with 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 the hardcore um yeah. you know like this one had uh, obi-wan had vader on the ropes and then he threw in the fight yep so, like this one, I was like, "Yeah, there's no contest." Jason wiped the floor with Ash. Like, like there's a great one sheet comic uh, that you could have gotten at Comic Con. You can easily find it online. Once in a while, Tim will reprint it. It's uh, Jason versus Dexter versus Hack Slash, and it's all oh, wow. in one sheet. And it's Dexter fighting Jason, and then da and then J Jason like picking Dexter up and throwing him, and then going into uh the kill. And then uh, Cassie and Vlad show up to save Dexter. That's amazing. which which Dexter? Dexter, like the the, the show like Dexter, the, the serial killer. Okay, okay. Not not not, not the not the person you remind me of sometimes. Um. So they're looking for yeah. the. Uh, they they basically at the end of the comic strip, the the three of them team up to fight Jason, and that's it. It's just a one sheet like sat Sunday morning comic strip. And everyone's asked Tim, "You got to do that." And he's like, "I don't own the rights to these characters. This is a one-off thing, you know." Yeah. And of course, they've had uh, Cassie. Uh, they've had uh, uh, Army of Darkness versus uh, Hack without know, Vlad. This is after Vlad was killed. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Chris, I've read almost everything. I'm just getting the crossovers. Oh my god, what a great read! Hack slash. Yeah, we're amazing. finishing up series uh, volume two. Tim Seeley is coming back on the show with us to talk about the final of volume two, and then we're going to jump nice. into the aforementioned Ash uh, Cassie crossover. Which, by the way, Ash is the second person Cassie would sleep with. True. Yeah, Sorry. she cheats on her girlfriend with uh, Ash. Yeah, but they're not sure it's canonical. But guys, that's a story for another time. So yeah. what I also found was amazing is that this scene reminded me, because I finally watched all of the Hatchet movies. This reminded me of when Victor Crowley like was split in half by his own chainsaw. And then that, of course, is played by Kane Otter, who would typically be associated with Jason. So just like the... And then just like... But uh, again, while this was a great first match... I think we all can agree the winner is clearly Jason. Like, oh, totally. 
he, he wipes and, and all these uh, film series that keep going back and retconning the last several dozen films. I mean, uh, the Leatherface is about to do it. There's another Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie coming out that's going to mm-hmm. be directly connected to the original, ignoring all the sequels, remakes, and whatever else you want to think of. Right. Uh, you know, uh, Jason obviously his rights have been tied up in court or whatever, but I'm sure it's something they would love to do to go back to the original movie. Mm-hmm. With with or without Jason, or do Jason, you know, with the bag, you know, oh, it's a direct sequel to the bag, or maybe it's the prequel to the bag, you know, mm-hmm. or the, the original hockey mask where he's not a zombie, or hey, let's do one with Kane Hodder once again if he wants to do it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing everyone keeps asking, oh, they got to do one with a direct sequel to the original Nightmare on Elm Street with Robert and Heather, you know, like, oh, what if Heather's right. like, you know, the age she is now, so it's like 50 years later the 40th yeah. anniversary or something like that. It's like, yeah, that's if Robert wants to get into that makeup and do that again and is pushing I, I, into 70. Yeah, I really think that that ship has sailed. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I think you agree. But this image here with Freddie kind of like nuzzling the Necronomicon and Jason in the background, if it wasn't for the speech bubbles, I would say that that would be a really great poster. Like, like just the imagery alone is just fantastic. You know, and the only reason the Necronomicon got into Jason Goes to Hell was they were filming Jason Goes to Hell right next door to Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. and they well, just walked right over. And Adam Adam asked, "Hey, can we borrow that for this?" Well, yeah, but but that's also but there's but there's always that Easter egg thing. Like I don't know if you guys ever noticed. I'm sure you did that in Evil Dead Two. You see Freddy's glove on the back of the the, the, the tool shed that Ash uses to to kill the demon head Linda. Whatnot. And that was the original glove that they used. And I oh, seem to recall, that. yeah, that was the original, the original glove. And I seem to recall the that one that, that was got stolen in part three by the kids who who got on the mm-hmm. set as a, as a as a grips or whatever. To this yeah. day, to this very day, that glove has still never been found. So if those kids, kid, I don't mean children. I'm probably thinking like ten teens or twenty something year olds are still alive. Mm-hmm. The original glove, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street, is still out there yeah, somewhere in someone's collection that's great. oh yeah it's, it's on the black market somewhere yeah it's but... probably on the dark web let's all go to the dark web see if we can find it <laughs> yeah I'll give it the dark web. Com, there was a movie where people were doing what we're doing we go to the dark web i think it was called the dark web <laughs> I, yeah chris i'll make sure to do that and with that 800 that you want for that that punisher spider-man oh my god i'm not even joking yeah that there's a guy on a group i'm on he's like he wants a thousand but he'll take offers i said how about 800 he's like i will i uh maybe yeah and i'm like oh my god i need 800 i can own a 9.0 the first appearance of the punisher that's crazy but but back to this i mean the idea that freddie actually honored his agreement and gave jason brains is probably now like i was like yeah i think i'm a little bit more scared of jason with some intelligence now versus like, yeah. you. Doesn't that you know, happen in the next one though? That 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 happened in this? Yeah, that happened in this. But he he got more in the second one. But we'll get to that another time, guys. Okay. You know, and for me, the fact that you we always come back to the like Ash has two of his greatest failures. The first is he had to kill Linda, and then the second that he had to cut off his own hand. And the fact that Freddie transform that uh, you know and use that to, to torture ash i thought that was probably i was like wow this is what a great moment and then it, that wonderful horror ending that's very nightmare-esque of you know freddie laughing and ash just you know give me back my hand 
Um, great. Like, like the comics yeah. really pick some great moments to end their issues on. So it's like you're reading them before everybody can just read trade paperback. You're like, wow, what the hell? I need to read the next issue. Like, fuck. Back in like 2007, I'm like, when's the next one? I gotta wait, tw- I gotta wait 29 more days. Damn it. Um, yeah, th- this final shot of uh, Freddy was just amazing. Yeah, it was, it was drawn really well. I, uh, I've i been working on Vlada stuff while we've been doing this, and I am now up to uh, 50 pre-orders for the new comic book. Congrats. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so the, the next one, which I, I, I got to be honest with you, I love the Eric Powell covers. I think they, these just capture the aesthetic of all three of this so great. Like, I, you know, I love his art. He's just fantastic. Um, moving on, just had to say that. Like, like uh, I was like, I didn't think Ash's demon, uh, deadite hand could be any more terrifying. And then I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty. Like, someone's got to trim those fingernails. Like, uh, by the way, uh, 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 Amanda in the in our in our other group chat is asking anyone is if anyone's watching uh, Lock and Key. I guess the new season has debuted. No, oh, really? I didn't know that. I yeah, no I uh, I hope it gets another season, but it's that first season was a little rough to get through. But was, I yeah. I mean, I hope it gets another season. Uh, I heard that there are comics that are linking that into Lucifer somehow. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Sandman. 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 Yeah. 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 They did two quite... issues. Only two issues. Uh, they're going to be coming out in trade hardcover. So if you have all the hardcovers that look like you know that are really well stylized. Uh, yeah, it's just two issues. They were like five ninety nine comics, so they're really thick. But yeah, out, out of all the crossovers they could do, Sandman is the only one that made any sense to do with Lock and Key, just because of the weirdness of Sandman matches it. Yeah. Um, the Crow could possibly, but I wouldn't even go that far. But Sandman absolutely was the probably the only crossover you could do. I mean, you could do crossovers with G.I. Joe and Transformers and, mm-hmm. and My Little Pony and Ghost and, and, and whatever, all those properties every five minutes you want to because it's toys playing with toys. But And just in terms right. of stuff that makes sense. Is it really toys playing with toys? Huh? Is it really toys with, playing with toys? When you do G.I. Joe and Transformer crossover, yeah, it's just toys playing with toys. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, they've I, done Thundercats and He-Man. They've done He-Man and uh, Injustice, by the way. Well, yes, they did an Injustice one. Well, they, they've done uh, Transformers and uh, Ghostbusters. Yes, they did They did Transformers. Oh, and uh, I have sitting in my pre-order right now on Amazon, uh, they have Jurassic Park Transformers coming out, where the T Rex and the Jeep transform. You no. know you want it, Leo. You no. know you want to buy no. it. <laughs> you want it so badly. Jeez, I just uh, uh, no. And by the way, there's Dracula, <laughs> the Wolfman, and the Creature from the Black Lagoon Transformers coming out. <laughs> the Universal Monsters oh, no. Transformers. Sure, why not? Hey, Dracula looks awesome. He transforms into a character named Draculus, and it's not like Bela Lugosi. It's like a Decepticon that looks like he transforms into a vampire bat. And when he's a Decepticon, yeah, he's got a very Dracula style to him. But it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's not like the stupid Star Wars Transformers where it was the Millennium Falcon transforming into Han Solo. Listen, just not not all of... All crossovers of Transformers work. Like the Ghostbusters one worked. The Back to the Future one surprised me. The Terminator one was awful. 
Um, yeah, but, that was really bad. That was yeah, ugh. that was not good. But um, back to this. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But you know, thinking of crossovers that are good or bad. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the, the, then the fact that you, you, but this is where I feel like, I, Rich, I agree with you. This is where I feel like Freddie monologuing got a little much to me because yes, it's really cool because Leo, next page. Oh, you know, you have the Blood Freddies dancing mm-hmm. like it's Army of Darkness, um, and then Rico, like I was like. That's probably the coolest way I've ever seen Freddie make an entrance. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Um, you know, the, the whole thing, like I just, for me, it just, I found it so funny that, that Freddie is introducing himself and Ash is like, okay, I'm supposed to be impressed. Like what, who are you? Like you look like an asshole. Um, so it's just like I said, but there were some scenes I was just like, all right, let's just move on. And then, you know, and then Ash learns what we all learned, like, oh, what happens in the dream world affects you in the real, like, ah. But of course we had to have somebody die in the dreams because Freddy's gotta still have his thing. Um, but Yeah, is it do you remember in Freddy versus Jason, they said Freddy only kills like one person the entire film, and that was the big disappointment for a lot of people. That was a huge mm-hmm huge aggravation for people freddie killed only one person and like slashed at a couple you know mm-hmm. he, he it, it i'm yeah. like who did he kill them? oh that's right he killed uh was it the stoner it's like yeah, i don't even stoner. remember who the hell he killed it, jason yeah. killed everybody it was the stoner because he possessed him and then jason killed him but um no then jason killed him not not freddie yeah but then it, it was just like eh. but I mean, what a horrible way to go. Death by dodgeball. Yeah. Um, you know, lame. but still. Um, Did you say lame? Death by dodgeball. Lame. Yes, but, it is lame. You know, I'll throw a concrete dodgeball. See if you think ball. it's lame. Let me throw one at you. This is the power maybe, maybe they're bowling balls. This is the power glove Freddy again. This is just the... Uh, yeah so moving on so you know we have the remainder of ash's team and you all he is like ash like most of you're gonna die um you know then you have the scariest thing where they try to set a trap and and it does not go well yeah stick with me kids you'll all be all right if you just follow the rules all dead all (laughs) dead all dead all dead 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 by dawn um, but yeah, and what's the thing I was I find it funny, like you know, we have the Economicon, we didn't see really any deadites. I mean, then uh, within you know, <clears throat> we're gonna get to that in a minute. Um, that, that that's the one thing I, I, I always find amusing is that Jason is very much a slow moving character, like he is not stealthy at all. You know, you always hear the the crunching footsteps. Yet, how does he keep sneaking up on people? Did 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 you play the game? Because they answered that. Oh, they did. I didn't know. I did not know that. Yeah. So so when he's like going in for a, a kill, he he's moving like a real person, but he can like instantly warp uh, wherever he can see. He's so, Nightcrawler uh, from the X Men. Yeah, so he like, fast travels. Yeah. Uh, okay. So instead of bamps, we get. 
However, the more logical, non-stupid explanation was explained in the 2009 <laughs> remake, where there uh -huh. are tunnels underneath Crystal Lake, and he just pops up from them. Easiest explanation than teleporting. Right. Well, I mean, if he's a ghost... Uh, like... But he's not a ghost! He's a zombie! <laughs> Even before that, he was a real human being. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to quote Hatchet, and then just, I was like, he's a repeater. Okay, comes back, repeater, whatever. But I just, I'm sorry, I love this scene of Jason the uh, 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 just oh, yeah, he's like the T1000 after Sarah Connor shoots him, and he's just like mm -mm -mm. Jason <laughs> getting tried. his mask blown off and showing the really crusty, nasty looking face or whatever is yeah. uh, that that make I, I, I do remember in. Freddy versus Jason, we never really got to see Jason's face clearly. It was very much in shadow when they lift the mask off to give him CPR because gross. Yeah. Um, but this like image of him with his mask off is the 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 most disgusting, terrifying part of it, the whole comic. Right. And then like again, you have Freddy bonding with the Necronomicon. I was like, oh boy, this this can this this can't go well. Um and then oh, it's wow, funny it's then you have like the demonic Freddy, which kind of reminded me of, and I feel like it might have been a reference to him in New Nightmare, a little, like yeah, uh, in New Nightmare he's no longer Freddy Krueger, like you know, entity. played by Robert England, a character in a movie. He is a demon personified by our energy love of Freddy. Yeah, um, it's uh, an actual urban legend that if you believe in something hard enough and enough people do, it will Manifest. come to life. Um, yeah, and um, mm -hmm. that was what confused a lot of people when they announced the plotline of a new nightmare was going to be like this demon infiltrating people in the real world. They were like, wait, what about Freddy? And they're like, okay, so this demon is Freddy Krueger. He is this, you know, he, he's taken this form of, of the this iconic person that, because don't forget, Freddy goes on like the talk show with Heather, you know, and, and, and Robert in the makeup as Freddy. And, you know, he's, like, playing to the crowd. Hey, you're all my children now. Woo, we love Freddy. And she says he's mm -hmm. become, a, like, a Santa Claus. And that's what basically has made him real. And the next, and then It's become, Wes like, Craven, a Santa Claus. I'm Wes Craven, playing himself, goes into a big explanation about how Freddy has become real. That he is seeing Freddy everywhere now. Mm -hmm. it's, well, a, it's, it's honestly why a, a lot of people absolutely love A New Nightmare. Because it, it, it does take it to the only other level left to take Freddy. It, I mean, he had right. just done everything except for going to space, and thank God we have never done Freddy in space. Welcome to my world, bitch. Um, but for me, I... One I, small I, step for me! <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. no! No! Um, God damn it! Hellraiser, Jason, Leprechaun... Oh, yeah. by the way, the new Machete is supposed to be out next year. Machete kills in space. Jeez. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Okay. I'm good. I know Leo's gonna be first in line for that movie. Oh hell yeah. no. Hell no. <laughs> but but uh, Freddie, this was an interesting way for Freddie to use the Economicon, bringing back all of Jason's victims, and and I was just like, oh, I was like, and I was like, like the like the one that you see there in the corner, that's from part five. I remember that kid. That's the kid who got like blinded and strapped, like like he got like his head crushed because someone from behind went from behind and pulled him against a tree and then started twisting. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, Oh wow. Like again, attention to detail. 
Um, and you just like, again, you see all this, you see kids and whatnot. And then just as long as Jason has his trusty machete, he can do no wrong, you know? And then they're, they're so focused that they was like, where's my book? When you said well, trusty machete, you remind me of the guy from Jason X where he's just like, it's don't worry guys. You just wanted his machete back. And I'm like, Oh my God, that got put in the movie. Oh. Did somebody really okay that to be left in the movie? Yeah. Oh my and then, god. And then it's even and then what I love here is you had literally you have the trees coming to life again. And you even have Ash calling Freddie out and he's like, get your own ideas. Stop borrowing mine. <laughs> you know. Um, although I have to be honest with you, Necronomicon possess crows, like it should be creepy. It's not here. This is just like I was just like, all right. I got to give Ash some new scars now. So let's just, all right, move this along. Yeah, but I, I, I just, then it sets up this scene with Ash just like, uh, he's not biting the head off, but he's just, you know. Chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> and it spits is it, it back out. Is it, is it Chick-fil-A chicken wings? Um, no, it's joke? not. <laughs> no, it's Popeye's. But of course, Ash oh, has yeah. And then Ash has that cool moment where he shoots the crow because he's got to have that, you know, yep. army of darkness. <sighs> moment. Hail to the king, birdies. Hail to the king. Yeah, I done it too. Hitchcock, he's <laughs> not. Um, oh, yeah. More, more. And then, of course, Ash is always, oh, man, I couldn't save you. I'll avenge you. And I'm like, this guy is basically immortal by now. Although, I'm sorry. I had to be honest with you. That, that, Freddy's face in the sky, all billowy and fiery. I was like, that is terrifying. That was badass, yeah. Yeah. Very Mephistoles. Uh, yeah. And it's funny because when he's terrorizing, I think Carrie, it's the survivor girl. Um, and he does the like he mentions God and he does the this is my body and everything. I felt like that was parodying, or not parodying, kind of referencing the first movie when he does the, you know, oh God, it's like this. This is God. Um, and then, of course, we have the book explaining, oh, uh, the Necronomicon is responsible for Jason because Jason is a deadite, which I've never understood. But Quatu, Brata. <laughs> Sorry. Chris, <laughs> Chris, you know you got to stop reading that. I, I love the fact, since we're on the subject of the Necronomicon, you can mm -hmm. go to a Barnes & Noble, go on Amazon, go on Goodreads, and buy a copy of the Necronomicon yourself and have your own, you know, incantation ritual summoning of demon bullshit on Halloween night coming up for $7.99. You can own the Necronomicon full Seven... of spells and sorcery and witchcraft and wizardry to summon shit. $7.99? $7.99. Yeah. I mean, actually, you can, I'm looking on Amazon right now. You can find it used for $4.82. So it's true. Plus, you can handle it. Nice. <laughs> Hey. You do realize the Necronomicon book at Amazon or at Barnes and Noble should be in the in the humor section of their bookstore, not in the occult and spiritual section, because it's a book full of bullshit. If Thank somebody you. actually, and I'm sure some jackass out there bought that, tried to summon some demons and do some shit in the world, we would have heard about it. It would have happened. It would be all over the news. But it's a book full of bullshit that doesn't work and it should be in the humor section. I would love to find the person who just, who took the time to write that 300-page book. It's you a, mean the it's War of the Worlds, Nikto, Vlatu, Kalaba, whatever it was, is not actually magical? 
Yeah. Right. And it's in English too. And there's a copyright for it too. So <laughs> someone copyrighted that copy. I'm trying to find my copy right now. I have a copy of the Necronomicon. What was that? The uh, the DVD cover, Chris, that you were having handed up? Oh, before? yeah. This is the uh, one of the two original DVDs that came out. This is the uh, Evil Dead 2 version. Mm -hmm. um, it is falling apart. This plastic stuff does start wearing up after a while. Unfortunately, the eye scream doesn't work anymore, but it does have those pages in it that are supposed to be inked in blood. Or you can fill out your own notes. See the blank pages? I don't want to see my name in there. All I'm going to say, because then I'll know who to blame, and I'm coming for you. No, um, only my enemies. That's fair. He's got a few. Um, it, like it, it, Again, like even, I have to say, like they, these guys tied everything nice. Like we, We're back at Elm Street. You got the Elm Street house. You got the little girls with the jump rope. And then, of course, that gets... I, but it's funny, because rereading this, I was like, I still really love this series, but I do say that this just kind of started dragging a little for me. And I was just kind of like, can we get to the big battle? You know, like this, like, oh, we're on Elm Street. Oh, we're, you know, we're in the woods. And I'm just like, I feel like we're checking all these things off. But I just, you know, it, it was like waiting for Batman and Superman to fight. I was like, can we yeah. just get, that's what it's about. Can we just get to that, please? Wait, it's not about Martha? Where he no. takes the knife and sticks it in his stump. That's like the best progression of Jason's character, I guess. Um, yeah. There's not a lot of character development you can do with a guy who is, you know, a, a, a mute zombie, super zombie. Um, mm. it, it's really like what, it, but so they 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 do the knife and the stump, you know, and he's got it's that's honestly my favorite part. Yeah, and then you know this is fine, but I just feel like again because we're not seeing them, like it, it like reading it, you can hear the little one two, but it's just like an aesthetic. I was like, yes, they're extensions of Freddy, cool. Um, and then, yeah, again, what I just love is that even with Jason has brains, he still is like, I'm still coming for you, Freddie. Like, like he, he just, he can't just wander aimlessly. He's got to find something to kill or destroy. Um, and then just Rich, like Chris By said, the way, these knives I'm holding up, you, I found these in a yard sale here in Framingham. That is what is it? Oh, the knife? The knife. The, uh, these are custom painted knives. Those are cool. Those are cool. Oh, that's wow. Really I didn't even realize. Wow. That is pretty wow, cool. That's, a, that's awesome. Yeah. What'd you pay for those, Chris? Uh, five bucks at a yard sale. <laughs> five bucks each? No, five bucks five, each or five, five bucks for four. all three? All four. I, oh, oh, my four. God. Yeah, sorry. Uh, here's my Myers. Wow. Yeah, I was disappointed. I, I, I thought it was going to be, um, you know, he, he was going to have his catchphrase, yeah, baby, but no. Yeah. I hate, I hate so, so was that Michael Myers or was it actually Captain Kirk? Oh, that was uh, Captain Kirk after coming back from space. He went on a little kill-kill happy spree in that new movie. Nice. Mm -hmm. What happened? By the way, this is the novelization of Freddy vs. Jason. This novel nice. is worth like 50 bucks. Is it good? Uh, I mean, it's just the movie made into a novel. It's So if you love or hate the movie, it's up to you. Nice. All right. but It's not um, anything... It's, I'm a big fan of movie novelizations. Uh, there is a documentary coming out about movie novelizations. Uh, Alan Dean Foster, who's written many of them, has an entire book out about all the ones he's ever done. And I'm mm -hmm. writing an article for uh, Horror Hound about movie novelizations. Nice. But um, 
Uh, also, this was a great, like, I, I agree with Chris. This is a great progression, you know, like, like Ash literally blew off part of Jason's iconic mask. And then we see that that is an ugly fucking mug. Um, <laughs> but not only that, but like he burned off some of Jason's flesh. So I like, I think that this version of Jason is uh, like some people say, Oh, the ultimate form. And like, I think this is his most terrifying, the half demon mask with the stump uh, machete hand. I was like, geez, this is terrifying. A little bit. You know, so and we keep moving. I mean, Do if it. I ever had my hand or arm chopped off, I would definitely get a, uh, you know, accessory thing going on. I've, I've, I've uh, met a couple of people who have a couple different accessories. I, again, what I just love is that yet again, you have Ash is just like, can you guys stop stealing my ideas? He sees the chainsaw hand. He's like, oh, okay. Like. Do you remember in the uh, video game Splatterhouse, which we have talked about on here before, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, there is a character in it that's got like two chainsaw hands, and they fight a guy who's got like a hockey mask. That's the main yeah. character. Yeah. yeah. Always a hockey mask, my dude. Um, Glad we're on and, issue six because I got to cut out nine thirty. Yeah, don't worry. We're, we're we're this is this is pretty easy to wrap up. Um, I mean, like I said, I just love that this entire battle happened on the frozen Camp Crystal Lake. Like, what a wonderful, I don't want to say symmetry, but it's just, it's kind of ironic. You know, it all comes back to Crystal Lake. Um, it all comes back to Elm Street. Yeah. But I got to be honest, like, at some point, I just wanted this battle to end. Like, even I was getting tired of Freddy. I was like, okay, Freddy with the power of a god. I'm like, okay. I, we, we know it. it's not going to last um, they also drew him a lot re- more red this is his demon Freddy I mean he's like a re- he's like bright bright red yeah so that, that threw me off a little too so I was like and like it's, like you said it's straight up demon Freddy um, and just, <laughs> what's the best way to be Freddy for girl? I'm going to hit him with my car but wasn't the car destroyed earlier or is this a different no that one was tan this one is gold get it right leo so no no it's the same car you can see the windshield is smashed it's been damaged so yeah but it still runs because you know ash mr sentimental and you gotta love the fact that freddie was gonna punish jason by sending him to the dead eye dimension he was like like this is perfect for you you'll just kill them all (laughs) you know Uh, the name of freddie but am I, was was I reading that wrong, or was I mean, wasn't he sort of tricking himself? Wasn't he he going to go to hell too if he got the three words out? No. Well, you know, can I just address something? I always find it funny that that the Necronomicon is supposedly like a book of all spells and stuff. We've only ever heard one spell. Like, you know, do you guys ever wonder that we only ever saw one spell, the Klaatu Verada Nikto? Like, we never heard any other spells. I don't even know if Rudy no, in, in the in the remake, um, well, that there, there's but, a whole yeah. section where he's he's reading it. Oh, okay. Also on the tape deck, the professor is reading a different spell. He's not. He's yeah. he's reading something as well. Oh, okay. Well, well, that's what I meant. The professor. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and Lucy Lawless's character on the TV series, she read a lot of it because she is a Kandorian demon as well. Mm-hmm. She's like the woman who wrote. Oh yeah, she's the woman who wrote the Necronomicon. Oh yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. Hey, did they say Freddy was a Candarian demon? 
In this, um, am I wrong? Yeah. No, no. They 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 basically established that that Freddie Freddie has the power. Like he's he basically part of like he's kind of Kendarian enhanced. Like Jason is essentially a deadite, but Freddie is been his his powers are elevated Kandarian style. So he's like a Kandarian demon, but not a deadite. Okay. Yeah. Um, not everyone's a Kandarian demon, Rich. Jeez, don't be such a a demonist. Damn. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I will say this: this scene or Ash. Are the same. Some have will, feelings. Shut Ooh. up, Chris! You and your fake news. Oh God! I will say that scene Demon with lives Ash. matter. Children, children, children. Let <laughs> let let father speak. Sorry, Drew. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I'm no, waiting for that to open a movie. Demon yeah, lives no. matter. But I was just saying that that's pretty a pretty cool image of you see the hole that Ash blew through Jason. I was like, ah, I was like, it's gonna heal eventually. Um, like again, I think this is just it was a logical ending. You know, you have, um. Again, these two guys are so caught up in their own battle that they underestimate Ash, which is what anybody typically does. Um, they read the book. A portal opens. Um, Freddy gets sucked into the, the Deadite dimension. Jason ends up at the bottle of Camp Crystal Lake with the book. Ash wins. They move on. But of course, you know, uh, that's it, you know? We have we have the closest we get to a happy ending for Ash, and then, you know, the 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 traditional ambiguous. There's got to be a sequel ending. That's right. You know. Um, oh my god! Voice actor died. Oh, which one? Christopher Christopher Ayers. He was best known as Fraza in uh, Dragon Ball. Oh damn! I know some Dragon Ball friends are gonna be sad by that, but. Um, I, I mean, again, I was the one who recommended this. I love this series. I think it's by far one of my favorite horror crossovers. Um, so honestly, this was this was to me, my mind is the same as uh, how I felt when I read Hatchet versus Hackslash. Like just a great crossover that is a, an appropriate homage to the story, but moves it along in a, in a, in a way that made sense. Does it have flaws? Sure. But it's still a fun read, you know? And... We didn't get the movie, but this is this is still pretty damn good in my mind. So. Yeah, and we're I mean, we're never gonna get the movie. I mean, everything is gonna be tied up in in litigation for forever. Yeah, we will so never uh, ever see a movie about this. Yeah. Uh Chris, this I know you, like it was it was a perfect setup for a movie, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and yeah. it's something that, you know, since it was so well written, you could easily hear the your the actors in your mind as you're reading it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, I need, I know you need to go. Uh, so we'll start with you on a score of one to five. Uh, sledgehammer, uh, not sledge machete. <laughs> we'll go with machetes. Yeah. Uh, well, how about a machete crowbar mix? A machete with a crowbar handle. Uh, two. 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 Wow. It's not a zero. He's a harsh <laughs> critic, guys. Uh, uh, Velvet Joker. Uh, I'm gonna say three point five. Three point. Um, because this was such a it, it felt so classic '80s horror. Like they captured the essence, which maybe the writing was not fantastic, but I felt that was a big plus for this series. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. 
Uh, I'm going to give it 3.75. You know, it's uh, I I really enjoyed it, but I agree it dragged on quite a bit, Um, you know, and I'm a big Ash fan. So it's just uh, Freddy. I could have definitely done without. I'm not a Freddy fan, but it was it was it was a good read. It was enjoyable. I blew through it all in one evening. And uh, Drew, since this was your pick, you will have the final word, my friend. Um, I, you know, I'm going to give it a 4.5 because I love this. I love this book. Um, I, I've always recommended it to fans of horror. But upon rereading it, there are certain things that I felt dragged. I could have done without. Like you've said it. Uh, Chris said it. I could have done with a little less overly the top ridiculous Freddy. I mean, if you think that's crazy. Nightmare Warriors is a whole other level of shit. Oh, um, Chris, calm down. Um, <laughs> but, but again, it's just a fun book, and you know, it, I felt the same way I did when I watched a movie. I was like, I was entertained. I was rooting for my my heroes slash villains. You know, yeah. uh, people died, blood was spilled, uh, evil was vanquished in some way, but it's coming back. And hail to the king, baby. Awesome. Uh, Chris, where do you like people interacting with you? They can find me over on the... Uh, oh, they can go pre-order the new Vlada comic book. Since we're talking awesome. about comic books and horror. And where do we do that, Chris? Vlada Dracula Tale on uh, Facebook or on the Etsy store. Or they can PM me. That oh. Radio Horror at gmail.com. And oh, Drew and I just put up the newest episode of uh, Cosmic Spider Man Part Three over in the Spectacular Sal Basema era podcast. I do. Uh, We will be recording uh, Part Four coming up soon, Mm -hmm. but Part Three just got posted today, which has Spider Man, Cosmic Spider Man fighting the Gray Hulk. Oh, very cool! And Goliath and a couple other lame villains, but he fights the Hulk, drawn by Tom McFarland. Nice. True story. I love that. Love that cover, Drew. Oh, hi. I'm Drew Mallow. When I'm not here at Splash Pages, you can find me on <laughs> Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at GhostbusterMan1984. I work with these guys. I work with the the psycho and the hockey mask on his show, The Spectacular Spider-Man. I'm also working with him as well. I do a lot of stuff. And, well, you know, I might talk to you too, but give me a reason. Velvet Joker. Every Tuesday, you can catch me here at Splash Pages, or you can catch me on the internet. But I'm not going to tell you where. You can figure it out. You've you've watched this show enough times. Come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, you know, you you can just check the show notes up above or down below. With uh, you know, depending on where you're watching or listening to us, for all the information there. Uh, my name is Leo. You you know, just Google me. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Uh, but more importantly, follow these awesome, talented people. And I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. About 40 shows on a network. A lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Some big stuff coming. And uh, with that, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Night, night, kiddos. Bye. Sweet dreams. Yeah.